Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. edition of diamond talk hosted by me they liked me so much last week that they had to bring me back on for a second week in a row i am the one and only Vinny milani joined by quite possibly the best baseball voice in the business he is that guy right there this guy right here dylan kearns what's up buddy uh it's up it's uh it's on the up and up so i'm excited (laughs) about that but uh, I, I don't know if I, I'm ready for the, the uh, baseball voice yet. I mean, I'm still working on my craft, trying to get to where I am. But I appreciate your accolade. Confidence, man. Confidence. Bring me that confidence. Bring me that fire. You are the best voice in baseball, okay? Matt Vaskersian, who he needs him? Dylan Kearns is coming in. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I, I ran into a guy at the airport yesterday, and he was telling me, he said, I told him what I do. I'm a baseball announcer for USCB and told him about everything that happened. And he said, do you have a signature home run call? And I felt disappointed to tell him, no, I don't. I'm still trying to find one. And he tells me, he goes, you know what you need to do? I said, what? He said, just go out there and yell, cowabunga. I said, not sure if that'll get everybody, but it might work. That could be one of those moments, like you tell your Hall of Fame speech, like when you when you get inducted into the Full Sail Hall of Fame, you're gonna be like, some guy at the airport told me to say cowabunga during a highlight. Let's let's try it out, AJ. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take control here, Dylan. Can you can you cowabunga? Can you call this highlight and and do a signature cowabunga? I could, but it's already in the bleachers. Nope, there's multiple home runs. It's okay. That was hit deep to left field. Cowabunga! Home run for a Banez. Nelson Cruz with a drive to left. Cowabunga. How did it feel? How did it feel? It's not bad. Okay. Okay. I okay, might, I okay. might use it. Okay, good. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. It is July 27th on a Tuesday. The trade deadline is inching closer and closer and closer. And we were like, you know what? Last week was so much fun talking trade deadline with, with me and, of course, and Dylan that we want to do this kind of thing again, but with a little bit of a rough cut style spin on it. So in our main event tonight, we are playing deal or no deal with that guy right there, Dylan Kearns. But first, Dylan, there were some trades that did actually happen uh, in the week that took place before. And uh, I'm going to be honest, man. There was one move that you were kind of dead wrong about. Let's start with Nelson Cruz. Where does he land? Nelson Cruz, 100%, ends up with the Oakland Athletics. It was, a, it was a tough look. That was a that was a real tough look for you, Dylan. Nelson Cruz, 100% did not go <laughs> to the Oakland Athletics. Instead, Nelson Cruz ends up going to the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange, in exchange for Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman. Now, obviously you were wrong about it. You're not feeling good about that. 
What do you, how are you feeling about the Rays acquiring Nelson Cruz? I personally thought the Rays would look to upgrade the bullpen more than they would their lineup, but I guess that makes sense. But I mean, the, the thing with Nelson Cruz, the reason I said to the American League and the American League West, the Oakland Athletics, I looked at that team and they lost their designated hitter early in the season with Chris Davis. He was someone that just didn't pan out for him. Uh, he ended up being uh, off the roster. So not a lot going there. They were still trying to fill that role. I thought late in the postseason, you could get someone like a Nelson Cruz that could come in there and hit the middle of your lineup. And I thought that would make more sense. Now, Tampa Bay, I didn't think they were financially savvy enough to pull off a move like this, but I, I did see that Minnesota is retaining some of that salary that Nelson Cruz is making. So they, they were a, they, they found a way to dodge around the financial side by getting him in a Tampa Bay Rays uniform as quickly as possible. So obviously we talked about Nelson Cruz last week. So, but what does, what does Nelson Cruz do for this Tampa Bay Rays lineup? And will he come in and be a difference maker in a very tough AL East? Uh, he's actually in the, yes, AL East. So tough spot for him right there. Um, but if, if you look at him, he just, he's already came in and bashed. I mean, he came in in his first game and hit a home run. I mean, this is what the guy does. Look, he goes upper deck. It doesn't matter. He just crushes baseballs, and he's a designated hitter, pure designated hitter. He's in his 40s. It doesn't matter. He's going to hit. He's going to drive in runs. He's going to find a way to come up in the clutch and do what he usually does, which is put the ball over the wall and come up in big spots to just drive in runs, get on base, and do what the Rays need him to do, and that's to score runs for this ball club because they do have the pitching, even though they traded Rich Hill. We'll get into it in a minute. Even though they got uh, hurt with Tyler Glass now, even though they traded uh, Blake Snell, they still have enough pitching to where they're fine. And if they add a bat like Nelson Cruz, he should help their lineup big time. Does it get them over? Does not that they they got to get over the hump, but does this does this push them closer to winning or competing for the AL East crown? Anytime you put Nelson Cruz in your lineup, you got to be feeling pretty good because he helps you out. You can definitely improve your offense. So. I, I see it as an upgrade, but I do think they still need to add a pitcher. That Rich Hill move just baffled me. So I'm not necessarily sure on why they would trade a starting pitcher. But, I mean, the Rays do weird things. They traded their starting shortstop, and then they went on a 20-game uh, skid, where, or 20-game streak where they ended up winning a lot of ball games in that span. So the Rays are didn't weird, they, but they always win. <laughs> didn't they trade Chris Archer at one point? It'd be like a surprise. Wasn't that a surprise move, or was were, were we expecting Chris Archer to be moved? Was that a thing? That was. It was a few years back. They were still on the cusp of being great, but they found a way to get Glass now and Austin Meadows in that deal. Then they re-signed Archer, who's actually coming back here soon. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let me. Let, let, there's one other move that took place during the deadline that you were uh, you were pretty set on, and it was Adam Frazier getting moved and. You got that one wrong, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to embarrass you here. I know you. You are the best in the business for a reason, and this has nothing to do with your your resume. But Adam Frazier ends up going to the San Diego Padres, and if I remember correctly, when this move came through, you were extremely surprised. You had no idea that this type of move was was coming. Now that it's happened, now that you see Adam Frazier in a San Diego Padres uniform. What are your thoughts, and is this a big deal? It's a big deal. I'm not the only one that's shocked by this move. Everyone that follows the Major League Baseball, whether it's reporters or anyone else that just watches the game of baseball, is surprised by this move big time because Adam Frazier is a guy that plays second base or at least has played second base for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and there are teams that have needs at second base, one of them being the Chicago White Sox, 
where you think, okay, maybe you upgrade that position. But the the Padres, they have Jake Cronenworth there who made the all-star game. So he's starting in left field tonight. They're going to sprinkle him around. Maybe you see Cronenworth move to first base, which allows uh, Eric Hosmer, puts him on the bench. There's been trade talk circulating around Eric Hosmer, but I feel like with his postseason resume and his success, I don't understand why you trade someone in that factor in Eric Hosmer. So what Frazier's going to do coming to that lineup, he's leading off tonight, playing left field, I mentioned. So he's going to come in. He's going to get hits because he leads the NL in hits. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to hit the baseball, and uh, he's going to get on base. So hopefully he can help lengthen their lineup a little bit, give him more depth. That's that, that's that coach speak right there. He's going to get in the lineup. He's going to get some hits. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to throw it. <laughs> We're going to win some baseball games. You, you mentioned the Rich Hill move, though, earlier that the Rays did that sent Rich Hill to the Mets. And, and you, we were talking about the other night. And it's like, that's the most Mets move, to be honest. They go after guys who are kind of past their prime. What other moves that have happened in this past week uh, kind of caught your eye? Yeah, it, it actually is the Rich Hill move. That's the one that really gets at me. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of ta- big time moves that have taken place. I mean, Adam Frazier move was the most surprising, but the one that's really caught my eye is Rich Hill because I think he makes the Mets better. And he's someone that's very old, but he still comes into that rotation, has a great curveball, and can give them some meaningful innings. And he's been around for a while, so he knows what he's doing. I think that that move helps the Mets. I don't think it helps the Rays at all right now, but um, I, I do think that that one has really opened up the eyes of the Mets. Now, there's there's one other move that I've been hearing from you that you're not a fan of, and it includes the Oakland Athletics, who you had as probably the most active team at the deadline. They do a move that you're not so happy about. Explain. Yeah, it was actually the move I'm I'm very upset about. So Seattle Mariners going to oh that's uh, it. Whoopsies. Kendall hey, hey, here's a blunder. Hey, it's all right because this broke at like seven oh four, so it was right before our production meeting. So kudos to you. But I am pissed. <laughs> I am so pissed because you look at this situation right now with the Seattle Mariners, and they're a surprise team this year. I don't think they're one game out of second place in the AL West, chasing the tails of the Oakland Athletics where they took three out of four games and beat the first place Houston Astros last night. They're winning baseball games. They have a better record than the Yankees, better record than the Cubs, better record than the Cardinals, better record than almost anybody in baseball right now. They're they're almost at a wild card spot, one game out of a wild card spot. And this team has not been to the playoffs since 2001. And the fan base is just hanging on by a thread. There's rumors of them potentially moving. There's everything. You needed Ichiro. You needed Ken Griffey to save baseball in Seattle. And right now, they finally have a chance to potentially make it to the playoffs for the first time in a very long time. And you trade Kendall Graveman, who's one of your best relievers this year, who you didn't, didn't expect a lot out of. But are you kidding me right now? If you're a Seattle Mariners fan, you're ticked off at the front office. I know they're set up for the future. They're going to be great. But right now, you're in the heat of it. You're trying to get to the playoffs for the first time. You're surprising the whole entire world right now without Kyle Lewis, without a good Jared Kelnick yet, without a good Taylor Trammell. They've all played. They're all not good right now. Uh, Lewis hurt. So this Mariners team, they finally get a chance to potentially make the playoffs. And you trade your best reliever. I am just, I'm very upset that, the Mariners cannot get back to the playoffs. I think this move holds them back and it pisses me off. And uh, this has nothing to do with the fact that it's to the Astros. Nothing. No, at all. Well, that, that, okay. that's what makes it bad. <laughs> that's what makes it bad. It goes to a division leader. 
He goes right. He, he can swap dugouts tonight. He could pitch for the Astros against the Mariners tonight. They're playing each other. He might get the save. So that's another thing that makes it bad. He improves the team in your own division, which makes you at a lesser chance to make the postseason. It's just very upsetting right now, and I cannot stand the move at all from a Seattle Mariners standpoint. Now, I got to ask, this is more of an educational question from me. Uh, are, do the Seattle Mariners have a notable, like, smart front office or dumb front office? Like, are they known to not make moves or not make the right moves? What is, what's going on with the front office in, in Seattle? They're usually idiots, but this year they found a way to, like, they've been adding pieces, whether it's via trade or through the drafts uh, most recently because they, I mean, heck, they're always picking so high, so they have to hit on some of them. But they do end up uh, trading well, at least as of late. So they've, they've been offloading their pieces at the right time. But right now, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're set up for success next year, the year after that, the year after that. I know if you're a Mariners fan, you have to be like, wow, we're actually above 500 and we're 12 games above 500. We might actually have a shot at the playoffs for the first time since 2001. It's been 20 freaking years since you've been to the playoffs. So I'm sick to my stomach after that move uh, that transpired with Kendall Graveman going to a division rival in the Houston Athletics. Not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. Uh, I see the comments rolling through. We're going to get into some of these comments and questions in a little bit. Probably at the end of the show, we'll we'll dive into those and answer some of them. I know there's some Braves questions out there, some Astros questions. Uh, we'll have Dylan jump into those after the main event. But Dylan, it is time to pay the bills, and I'll take care of it. Oh, no, no, it's your show. It's your show. You do this. Fire it up, AJ, at Twitter, at RoughCut underscore sports, on Facebook, at RoughCut Sports, and on Instagram, at the RoughCut Sportscast. Head on over to YouTube, trying to grow that page. You can hang out in the chat room before the show starts. RoughCut Sportscast. Make sure you click subscribe, click the bell, and uh, get the notifications on so you know when we are live. Who, who are we telling, it, uh, Dylan? Who are we telling? We are telling, I believe AJ says that we're supposed to tell everybody. So I guess we are telling everybody. Everybody? Everybody. There it is. There it is. And again, we're on the push to 200 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. So head on over to our YouTube right now. Smash that subscribe button and watch on YouTube. It's such a, it, honestly, it's a much more enjoyable feeling on YouTube because most of our fans are already on YouTube. So why would you not want to be on YouTube? So head on over there now, smash that subscribe button. And honestly, and like Dylan says, you hit that little bell. It notifies you whenever we're live, you get in the room before everybody, you guys can chat it up before the show even starts. And that's what we do here. We are for sports fans by sports fans, bringing them all together. Now I got to do this. I got to break character. I got to go off the rails. This is what I do. Uh, I see our show being shared by a lot of people right now. And I see our, uh, the title of the show as screw you American <laughs> airlines. And I wasn't going to bring this up Dylan, but I kind of have to, can you elaborate on why I nickname I named this episode? Screw you American airlines. Yeah, because in about 30 minutes, I was going to be in my seat at uh, Oracle park, watching the first place San Francisco giants take on, the second place, Los Angeles Angel or Los Angeles Dodgers. So I was going to see Dodgers Giants, a historic rivalry in the heat of a pennant race, four rows behind home plate, beautiful seats, beautiful everything. Had a float that got out yesterday, but it didn't happen. I was supposed to leave Savannah Airport, get to Charlotte, fly to Sacramento. Well, the Savannah flight got delayed, 
which means my layover in Charlotte would have ended up being too late by the time the Savannah delayed flight would have got in there. So I decided to drive four hours up to Charlotte so I can get to that flight because I'm going to this ball game. So I get to Charlotte and I'm supposed to fly out and go to Sacramento. So I get to, as I'm at Charlotte, get through security, check my bag, $30, go through. And <laughs> I, I, I go and I sit down ready, waiting for my flight. Flight gets canceled. So then I got to go wait through an hour and 45 wait on uh, waiting for the customer service desk to try to see what happens next. So I end up going up to customer service, waiting in line there. That's where I met the guy that told me to use the Calabunga call. So as we go through, <laughs> I, I end up getting to the front desk and they're like, all right, uh, what happened? Well, I was on the Sacramento flight and clearly I'm not there now. So anyway, that all happened. The reason that one was canceled was because of weather. But meanwhile, there was a flight that flew out to San Francisco about 10 minutes later. So uh, you do the math there. Anyway, they get me on a flight, uh, 11 p.m., they say. 11 p.m., the flight leaves out of uh, right here to LAX, get you to San Francisco in the morning. I'm like, perfect, let's go. So I get there, wait, 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 flight delayed, flight delayed, flight delayed, midnight, flight canceled, screwed. Then I have to go down. I drive the four hours back home, get home about 5 a.m., and um, yeah, and the reason that that last flight got canceled was because they couldn't locate the captain. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. When you posted about that and you told us about that, I was like, is that a real thing? Like not being able to find the captain, but apparently it is. And it ruined everything. I am sorry, Dylan, but I'm happy you're here. I'm yeah. happy you're here because we're about to play some deal or no deal in the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! It's time for the main event, ladies and gentlemen. And the main event, of course, is brought to you by Made by Milani, creating these dope shirts that you can check out now. Get them on a, the link on our Facebook page. You can get them in red. You can get them in black. You can get them in white. You can get them in pink. You can get them in a bunch of different colors. You can get decals. You can get tank tops. They, we got it all over there at Made by Milani at the link on our Facebook page. Help support the show because really when you buy these shirts, you're not only buying them to look good, you're buying them to support the best show in town, Diamond Talk and the Rough Cut Sportscast. But – Without further ado, it's time to get into the main event, and we're playing Deal or No Deal. Now, the way this is going to work is we're going to travel back in time to Dylan's last week's calls and maybe some new calls that he has and seeing if he wants these deals to go through or if he's kind of changed his mind and thinking there's maybe a better option. So, Dylan, let's start off here with uh, maybe maybe we'll start off with a new a new name that we didn't talk about last week that uh, I want to see where you have him landing and if this deal is going to go through. Chicago White Sox, Eduardo Escobar. Where is he going to go, and do you think this is actually going to happen? I do, and I hate to say it again. I'm doing it. I'm sorry to everybody. 100%. 100%. Eduardo Escobar goes to the Chicago White Sox, and I mean book it. I'm serious. Because the only other option there that the White Sox would have done was getting Adam Frazier to play second base uh, on that ball club. And he's already gone to the San Diego Padres. So I would not be shocked to see Eduardo Escobar. He's a switch hitter, can play third place, can play second base. He does a lot of things well, can hit for both sides of the plate with pop. 
uh, drives it to different directions. He's just a great all-around ball player. And he's on the final year of his contract. The White Sox got back Eloy Jimenez yesterday. He went over four with the strikeout. Should be solid in the DH role. Luis Roberts out on a rehab assignment for them. If they add someone like an Eduardo Escobar to fill the need at second base that's been left with Nick Madrigal, I think he's a perfect addition to their lineup. Gives them balance with the left-handed bat and a switch hitter, obviously, to where he can bat from both sides against the lefty. So a lot of good things there with Eduardo Escobar. I think he does end up with the Chicago White Sox. Ooh, and, and that's a team that you have talked about so much. That, that was your team at the start of the season was the Chicago White Sox. Like that was your go-to team that you were all hyped up on. Now you're talking about Escobar going there. Uh, does that, does that get the White Sox into, into like world series type contention or playoff contention or, or where does that put the White Sox if they were able to, to swing that type of move? The White Sox are still in playoff contention. They're they're going to make it far, even if they don't get the production from an Eloy Jimenez or Eduardo Escobar. But I do think this. I think Escobar can be that key piece. You see these players step up late in the season. Remember Howie Kendrick. Now, this is obviously not a household name, but he stepped up for the Washington Nationals and got clutch hits as the season went on. That's what Eduardo Escobar needs to do if he comes to the White Sox. Just get big hits and big spots. And I think you need to get Eloy Jimenez right. If he can start hitting the baseball, not even if he doesn't hit 300, but if he's anywhere at 260, drives in maybe like six, seven home runs over the next month or so, he'll be feeling really good towards postseason time. And I think that the White Sox will be off and rolling. Because even if they don't get any, like even if uh, Lucas Giolito isn't right in the rotation, they still have Lance Lynn. They still have a nice rebounded uh, Carlos Rodon. So, I think that the White Sox are still in great shape. Okay, okay. So how about how about another name? We talked about him last week, uh, Trevor Story. Where did you have him last week, and do you still have them there? I had Trevor Story going to the Oakland Athletics, and it appears right now that Oakland is they're sort of in between because uh, they did end up acquiring a, Andrew Chafin, left-hander, yesterday, and that's a that's a move that can help solidify their bullpen a little bit, but. I don't necessarily know if they're going to go out and get someone like a Trevor Story, but right now I'm drawing a blank on a replacement like any other team that could he could go to. I mean, you could throw the rumors out there about the New York Yankees, but I, I if the Yankees buy, they have lost their mind. I know they bought a reliever the other day, but the Yankees are just in shambles and they cannot add a Trevor Story to their team. Uh, there's rumors that he could go out and play center field for a team. If someone wants to take a flyer on him, I do know the giants are in the market for a shortstop, but uh, highly unlikely would to get Trevor story because it's an in division trade, but the, he could also be in play for the white Sox to go play second base there. But I'm still sticking with my gut with the Oakland athletics. That's just where I think he ends right now. Uh, do you think the, since the A's didn't land any of the names that you've brought up before, do you think that this is kind of a move that they have to do? Yes, if they if they want to, well, now that Seattle blew up, um, I think they can still find a way to make the playoffs. But I, I do think that if they want to have a shot and not get bounced in the first round, I know they got past the White Sox last year, so kudos to them for finally making it past the first round. But if they don't want to be a laughing stock in the postseason again, you need to get someone like a Trevor Story. I know he did got, get hit by a pitch yesterday and left the ball game, so still waiting on more updates on that. But I, I do think that. If the Oakland Athletics buy, they should go get him. And I tell you what, if Billy Bean was still the GM of this ball club, they would have everybody right now. They'd be getting Chris Bryant. They'd be getting Zach Davies. They'd be getting literally everybody to help bolster that team. But Billy's not there anymore. If they had Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Is that or is it was it Brad Pitt? Which who played it? Who played Brad? Uh, who, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt, that was it. One Give of those guys. Cone, he said in Moneyball. Ah, that's it. There, there you go. There you go. I, I, I'm, I'm a little confused here, Dylan. You got, you got to elaborate on this a little bit more. That one move the Mariners did. You think that that like killed them? Like killed them? Killed them? Like that's a, that's, that's strong, man. That's strong. It's, it sets you back because the Mariners don't have a good bullpen as is. And you finally got a good piece there. I mean, they've, they've had the worst bullpen in the league for the last two or three years. And uh, they finally got a good piece there in their bullpen late in the season last year, this season, or this year, they find it finally found uh, Kendall Graven. They had Rafael Montero as well. They ended up dealing him in the deal as well. So they, they lost two of their best relievers and they just, they traded them to a division rival. So as they're closing out games for the Astros, the Mariners will be blowing them late. And that could be pivotal in the month of August. So is there is there any other moves that you can think of that you had last week that have changed this week? A, a player going to a certain place, you're thinking now, you think hard, a little bit longer on, and you see kind of moves happen and, and shape up, kind of like the Trevor Story thing. Is there any other moves that you can think of that like you've now kind of flip-flopped on? I, I do know that I have Zach Davies for the Toronto Blue Jays. It appears they're not buying, so I don't think that they're going to buy, but I do think a team like the San Francisco Giants might take a flyer on him. He's he's a back of the rotation player. Uh, I know Sherman mentioned Tyler Anderson. He just got dealt to the Philadelphia Phillies, or at least they're closing in on a deal there. So uh, he he got a decent return there uh, to to the Phillies. So I, I do think Zach Davies could go to a team that's not necessarily a legit contender, but maybe a team like the Atlanta Braves. You know, the Cubs and Braves have made a decision to uh, already made a trade once with uh, Jock Peterson. So maybe they call up again for Zach Davies. Okay. 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 But so, I'll, so I'll also say this: I, 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 as each day passes, I'm feeling less confident that Chris Bryant goes to the New York Mets because there was a flyer out there today that the Tampa Bay Rays are interested. They could still put him at third, put him in left, put him at first. He could play literally anywhere, and they, the only thing there that's holding him back is the money. So, definitely a spot for them. So it kind of seems like the Rays or maybe your Oakland Athletics. Like last week, you're talking about the Athletics getting a lot of the big names and could be the Rays on the other hand doing that um yeah. is there so looking back kind of looking back at your list here there's a player that you had on this list that you gave me today and that you had on last week that we really didn't talk about a lot it was Josh Harrison and we talk about the Pirates get, getting rid of Adam Frazier Josh Harrison is there and could they be getting rid of him too and where does he land Josh Harrison now plays for the Washington Nationals, but uh, Google lies has... to me. Google lies to me. <laughs> Google is a liar. I literally looked it's up tough. Josh Harrison and the picture that they have on there is of Josh Harrison and a damn pirate's hat. And I'm thinking, okay, he I spent... do know Josh Harrison. Damn spent... you, Google. <laughs> he spent a lot of time with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I'll give you a pass there. But Josh Harrison right now, he's having a great season with the uh, Washington Nationals. 282 average, six or eight home runs. I can't remember. I know it's an even number. But uh, <laughs> Josh Harrison, he just he's a great fit for a team like the San Francisco Giants. You know, the way that they're built, just uh, utility players that can move around, the guys that get on base, that's what he is. They had that Mauricio Dubon. They sent him down to AAA Sacramento. But uh, they, if they want someone to fill that role right now, it's Josh Harrison. He could be a lethal, not lethal. He could be a nice option off the bench potentially, but he, he could just, he's literally an Adam Frazier from the right side. And no one's talking about him because he's not, he didn't make the all-star game, but he, he does a lot of things well. And I just see him like him and the giants. That's just, that's a match made in heaven. And I think that 
Uh, Josh Harrison, I think he will get traded here soon. And I think a team like the Giants would definitely be interested. Josh Harrison, not of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. That is what I can take away from this and uh, add that to the blooper reel for episode 200. Uh, okay. So, so let's, let's actually, let's actually play some deal or no deal here. I'm going to go, I'm literally going to go down your list as we kind of close out the show okay. and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say where you have them listed and you tell me if this deal is going to happen or if you're okay, if you're kind of going back on it and saying no deal. So obviously from the top, Chris Bryant to the New York Mets. I think he goes to the Rays, but I'll add one thing to this. The reason I do think he goes to the Rays, they have a lot better prospects. And if there's a bidding war, the Rays win that every day of the week, and the Cubs need a good farm system. And I don't think the Mets have what the uh, Cubs are looking for. Otherwise, the deal would already been done. Last time I checked when Howie, uh, what is his name? Howie Mandel, Mandel from Deal yeah. or No Deal. Last time I checked when Howie asks about Deal or No Deal, I don't think the guest or the uh, the contestant breaks off into a tangent of uh, – Right, but the reason I'm, I did I'm that kidding. was because I, I wanted to expand on why – like I could easily just say <laughs> he's going to the raise, but I can, actually, I can add context to that as well, so. You didn't even tell me if it was a deal or no deal. So Chris Bryant, the New York Mets, no deal. Got no it. No deal. Got it. Slamming it down. Kyle Gibson to the San Diego Padres. Ooh, does that change now that uh, I don't I don't know what position Kyle Gibson is, but does that Kyle change Gibson, at all because of the. Yeah, he's going to the Padres. I, I do still believe in that. He's, he could add to their rotation. Uh, it just gives them another arm. I think he's a nice fit there. Uh, maybe the Dodgers take a look, but I got them going somewhere else. Okay. 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 Uh, let me go to the chat. Let me go to the chat. I see a, a chat here. Cole Hamels. Is that a thing? Is he still Ooh. a thing? He hasn't pitched this year, and he's pitched like two innings last year. So uh, I do know that he's been working out. I don't think that anyone will take a flyer on him. Uh, that's just that's just my gut right now. If a team does take a flyer on him, they got to get him ready. And you could see a Dallas Keuchel experiment where you sign him at the deadline in 2019 and see what they do. Uh, maybe you could take a flyer on him, but I, I don't see it with Cole Hamels. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Jose Barrios, you had him to the Boston Red Sox, deal or no deal? This is such a good fit that I'm getting excited about it. But the reason I'm going to say no deal is because I think Jose Barrios just stays in Minnesota. That's just my growing sense. I, I, I love the guy. I think he's a great fit in Boston. But I don't think the Twins are ready to give up on him. Okay. 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 Uh, I already got Josh Harrison wrong. Michael Pineda to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Deal or no deal? Yep, I'm still feeling that one. I, I I know they're adding an arm. They've they've been rumored about Max Scherzer. I don't know if they're going that big. It wouldn't shock me with the Dodgers capital to where they can give up a Josiah Gray in that deal or anything like that. Michael Pineda, I think he's a great option to just stick in that rotation as like a fourth starter and just see where you go. Okay. Okay. Uh going back over to the chat here. My pops. Oh, my best friend here. This is AJ. I know you're back there listening, and I threw out the best friend moniker here. My dad is the man. Okay, best friend. Uh, <laughs> what about the Mets getting Trevor Story for shortstop? Then when Lindor comes back, they move him over to third base. Is that a is that an option? It, he could be in play. I would not be surprised to see the Mets take a flyer on someone. Or not take a flyer. I mean, they're getting. If you're not taking a flyer with Trevor Story, you're winning baseball games. So I think it's a it's a it's a gutsy move. And I think it's one that the Mets will pull off. They could also go after Javier Baez. He's been rumored there. So I, I do think they will end up, end up addressing shortstop. I just don't know if it's going to be with a big name. 
okay. Uh, yeah, I, you are the worst, AJ. You are <laughs> the worst. Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, Kimbrough. Craig Kimbrell. The only team interested in Anthony Rizzo right now that have had talks with the Boston Red Sox, and that's where I had him predicted. So I'm going to stick with that. If Rizzo goes somewhere, it's the Red Sox. I think he might stay in Chicago. Craig Kimbrell's definitely being moved. There's nine teams that are interested. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I'm going to try Dodgers, Padres, Phillies, Athletics, Astros. Jesus. That's five. I'll give you five. Where's the Where's the deal? Now. Where's the deal? Where's the deal for the Kimbrell? Deal, are you, are you Kimbrell, locking in Rays? I'm not locking in the Rays anymore. Not feeling good about that. Craig Kimbrell. Oh man, to the New York Mets. Got it. No. He's, he's not going there. I don't think the Phillies have anything to add. Oh, wow. AJ from the back. Okay. I don't know where he goes. I think he goes to the Padres. No, no, not a shot. They got, they got, they got Melanson. There. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love this. I love Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. And then, and then we bring it back. And now we're going to go through the mind of Dylan. Dylan is going to figure this out. We're going to watch how this process is. Where does he go, Dylan? Where does he go? <sighs> Steam Craig is coming Kimberly. out of his UFO headphones. Craig Kimberly, he's not going to the White Sox, although they are interested. This is a tough spot. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw it up there, see if it sticks. He goes to the Houston Astros. They already addressed uh, Kendall Graveman. They're gonna add to that bullpen even more and uh, give up someone like it, Craig Kimberly. Yeah. Oh wow, Bailey in the chat. Good stuff. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a reaction what a reaction there i love it uh let's see here let's let's round it out here talked about nelson cruz talked about zach davies uh anthony rizzo's uh, kurt suzuki kurt suzuki i don't know if the white Sox are still gonna upgrade that position because uh yes Monty grandall's taking swings again but i i don't think it'll hurt I, i'm still gonna stick with kurt suzuki to the white Sox. Okay. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Richard Rodriguez. I want to say Richie Rodriguez for some reason. Where do you? Uh, is is Houston Astros a lock for you? He's no longer a Houston Astro. I think with the addition that they made of the two pitchers and Grable, Graveman Montero today, it's a tough spot there. Richard Rodriguez. I look at two teams. They're interested right now. Just wanted to verify that real quick. It's uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Toronto Blue Jays, both interested in Richard Rodriguez. And if the Phillies are legit, we already saw them get a starter. I think they could add to that bullpen and get a Richard Rodriguez. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Phillies make a move like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Max Scherzer stays in Washington, leaves, pending free agent. He he has an injury. So I want to make sure that he's got a clean bill of health. But if he's healthy, if he is legit healthy, he's being traded. No doubt about it. That's my gut right now. If he's not healthy, he's going to have to stay. Where does he go if he's traded? Oh, gosh. Astros? No, he's not going to the Astros. He would be going to (laughs) New York uh, Mets. Not the Mets. That's in division. He goes to the Dodgers. It kills me, but he goes to the Dodgers. Hey, the Mariners just made a move. Then, oh, man, Scherzer to the Dodgers. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. That would be Give him another ring. That would be a lot. Okay, let's go over to the chat. I want to go over the chat for some of these questions here as we round out the show. Uh, real quick, do the Cubs make a mistake in not trading? If they end up keeping Rizzo, there's still obviously days left in the deadline. If the Cubs do not trade Anthony Rizzo, is this going to be a mistake? Oh, my gosh. If the Cubs do not trade Rizzo, is it going to be a mistake? Like, if he stays, 
Uh, it, there, there that would be, be exactly what it here. is. No, because he's a free agent at the end of the year. So if you do lock him up, if he stays it, inside the four-year deal, that's Dylan, be bad. Dylan, 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 plain and simple. If Anthony Rizzo is a Chicago Cub after the trade deadline, is it a mistake? It is if he walks in free agency. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. Moving on here. Let's see. Ha, 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 ha. Kyle, here in Puckburg. Shout out here in Puckburg. Uh, What moves can the Braves make to be more consistent? Is there anyone that can help our bullpen? Is there any moves really for the Braves to make? Are they going to be active to try and fix what or try to fix what's happening? Yeah, they could be in play for Richard Rodriguez. Uh, I mentioned the Phillies will go after him. I wouldn't be shocked to see them add, but the Braves are so strange. Like you lose Acuna, but you're still buying like, they're trying to keep like the fans are still going to show up. It's all right. If you have a lost year, you'll get back on the wagon next year, but I know they're trying, they're trying to get there, but I just don't buy it. They need to add another starter. They need some bullpen help back on the wagon. Shout out to K N B squid DFS. No idea who you no. actually are, <laughs> but I do like the confidence here. I think Los Angeles see- angels. I think he was the Angels Angels pick last week. Someone came in here saying the Angels are getting story. I'm still not buying the Angels buying. Uh, they're not they're not aggressive. It, it just seems like they're not going to make a move that's going to buy or sell right now. So I think they're either going to stay on the fence, which isn't good for their development. I think they need to pick one or the other. And I, I just don't feel like story's a move that gets them over the top. Even this year, I mean, the AL West, I mean, the Mariners are still going to win games. So they're still fighting three dogs ahead of them. So the Angels are like the Dylan of the Major League ba- of Major League Baseball. And he cue AJ for the he didn't do it. We're not ah. on the same page. There it yeah. is. There it is. Out of boy. Out of boy. That's my guy. Let's go. All right. That does it for another Diamond Talk episode. Dylan. One last time, do me a solid favor and tell the beautiful listeners and viewers at home where they can follow us at. You can find us at Rough Cut Sports, uh, Rough Cut underscore sports on Twitter, my bad, on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports and on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Head on over to YouTube, Rough Cut Sportscast. Type it in there, hit enter, it'll pop up. That's on YouTube. Click subscribe, tell everybody, click the bell and see our shiny faces as you open up your screen. Wow. Glowing faces, glowing with passion and excitement for what we talk about. Guys, we appreciate you so much for tuning in to another episode of Diamond Talk. We'll be back again next week right here, same time, same place, same channel, Facebook, YouTube, and the Twittersphere, 8.30 p.m. live Eastern time. Aaron will be back. Dylan will be here unless Dylan somehow gets another flight and it gets no. canceled and we go through all of this again or no, who knows flying again, who knows? I guess you're just going to have to tune in next week to diamond talk, 8 30 PM live Eastern tomorrow. We're talking hockey on the rough cut sports cast, maybe a little basketball talk as well. So much happening in the off season. As I watch Mark Andre flurry with a Photoshop Chicago Blackhawks Jersey on my yeah. TV right now. It just looks very weird. We'll talk about that. And so much more tomorrow until then i am me he is dylan and thank you for watching thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here 